Hey folks, uh, really good podcast here with Austin Gleeson. Um, Ozzy and I would have been good school friends in, in Skullacorn and later on in De La Salle. Um, really interesting to interview him just, you know, it, it doesn't matter how long you haven't spoke to a, a good friend, it, whenever you speak again, it, it's, it's like you never stop speaking. So um, really good, um, honest podcast from Ozzy. Um, speaks about his time playing Harlan his progression through, his mentality, things that helped him, and just his mindset in general. And really, really concise, straight thinker, succinct in his um, thoughts. Um, couldn't, couldn't really commend him anymore, like a um, person in such public eye and uh, just carrying like such weight with him um, from, from playing Harlan um, and, and the expectations laid on his shoulders, not just to play the sport, but how he carries himself outside of it and couldn't commend him any more for it. Um, which, uh, he, the, the thing people forget when they see Austin is, is that he's more than a hurler. Um, really, really genuine fella. Like, if he didn't play Harlan, it wouldn't make a difference. He'd be the exact same you know, and he, if he didn't win the the hurler and young hurler of the year, he he'd also still be the same person. But um, no, I I really enjoyed this podcast with Ozzy. Um, great to catch up with him. Um, yeah, throws out some really good piece of information. Um, gives some good insight to the inter county scene as well. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, I hope you did too. So yeah, enjoy. On today's episode of Difficult Conversations Made Simple, we have Austin Gleason, a renowned hurler for Watford. Um, Ozzy, thanks for coming on. Uh, for those who may not know you and reside under rocks and bowlers, could you tell us a little about yourself, Austin, and why you agreed to come on? Yeah, so as Shane said there, uh, thanks, thanks for having me, I suppose, firstly. And um, I suppose I'm uh, Austin Gleason, I play kind of hurling with, with Watford and uh, Mount Sign. Um, I've gone into me seven seasons, so it's it's kind of it's it, it's going quick, but um, I'm I'm over halfway, I'd say, through through my career already, which is a mad thing to think. But um, yeah, working with TQS uh, integration you know, and down more and Waterford as well, so it's it's a it's a great company to work for. They are actually we're lucky enough that they're actually sponsoring us as well, so it's um, it's it's great to be involved there, and and, and they understand kind of I suppose the sports side as well as the the work side, which is which is which is great. Um, message I suppose yeah unreal um Ozzy just obviously this podcast is about like men's mental health um, and just a generic question I I ask everyone is is what is your opinion on stigmas among men such as real men don't cry or be a real man yeah look to be honest with you I kind of this is this is a question that that I have talked about an awful lot um even in previous years you can like like I've seen some of my best mates and some of some of my good friends I can um in, in situations where where they are like that where they are low I suppose and and they're they're, they're always the most bubbly of fellas like um and they never they never kind of come across as if that um that that's in their mind or they're low in their heads or anything like that so it's it's they're always kind of laughing they're always joking they're always gowling I suppose and 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 that's one thing you have to kind of get past that I suppose and um to be fair 
there there has been a couple of instances where um I've been I've been involved with, with, with friends where where I've seen them get past that and they have kind of broke down and kind of chatted out and you could just see it was like I don't know like like tons of bricks coming off their shoulders like it was just they just like a different person after they just talked about it and just spoke about it like and I think it's it's um it's something that I don't think personally is is talked about enough um at the moment I think the the big thing obviously is is COVID but um like the amount of people probably that are depressed uh contemplating like suicide or whatever or actually committing suicide you never hear of it anymore which I think is is kind of is kind of disgusting to be honest because it's it's definitely the biggest thing um and especially in men because men find it very hard to talk and find it find it as if if they do talk that it's um it's a weakness when it's completely the opposite like it's it should be a strength that you're able to talk and you're able to confine with someone and I just think it's it's something that every man should really look in and just say am I happy do I need to talk to someone or do I need to go help and look you'll find out quick who you can go to um Mm -hmm. if you um if you approach someone and they they're like I don't want to talk about that um leave someone else kind of deal with you regarding that like you just find out straight away right then that's not a friend to me like it's as simple as that and you just have to kind of backtrack then and try and, and and think think about yourself and where you want to be in that person's life because if that person is a friend to you they'll be there to help you no matter what time of the day no matter what time of the night you're just always going to be there and, and that's a big thing that i think needs to be emphasized a lot more um in ireland especially i think is is, is a huge thing man I, I see it so much like obviously before covid or anything like that like it's so generational i think our generation is is getting there and like yeah, it's yeah, solely 100%. like the the strong person is the person who talks now and like you see yeah, it more so even in coffee shops man they're they're a great resource like people yeah, like yeah. men are meeting in coffee shops and chatting i, I like yeah. excuse the expression but like women um, yeah, hundred so percent. Yeah, it is yeah. changing, just probably not as much as 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 we'd like. Um, yeah, and I, think, I hope I hope gets stamped out soon, uh, especially big with things like COVID. Because it is, it is a big thing. Like it's 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 a scary thing. Like so, it's something that everyone needs to kind of just hone in on and, and just talk about. If 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 something needs to go there, you're not you're not gonna. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, as you just um. I couldn't believe your acceleration from a minor um, to to an all star. The, the the skill, the trickery, the presence on the pitch for for such a young player was so impressive and took me by surprise. Um, for me, it seemed kind of like just a, a sudden click or a change in your game. What was it? A sudden change for you? Um, to be honest, I don't really know what happened. Like I, I just I remember we played a we played a minor challenge game. Say when I was seventeen, sort of the year below below my age and. We are playing. Um, I can't remember who we were playing, and, and I was actually trying out for on goal because I was on goal previous years for yeah. for um, for for my own age, what for I suppose. And then uh, they approached me, would you would you like to just try out field? And I said, yeah, grand, no bother. <clears throat> and I think I played a uh, wing back. I was, and I just I just loved it. I absolutely just loved it. I felt it so much easier than I thought I would. Um, as in, it was just. I was able to get around the field. That was always my biggest worry that I won't be able to get around the field. Uh, fitness-wise and, and speed and that, and just out of nowhere, then everything just started to click. My legs started to go. Um, I started to stretch. And the following year, then we ended up winning winning the All Ireland with the minors, and it was uh, it was huge. It was huge for I suppose 
my own self-belief and the self-belief of a lot of lads under that age, I suppose, um, where we've actually got beaten like three or four months or three or four Ireland's in previous years before that. Um, and then the following year then, I remember, uh, I think it was mid-October, I was sitting sitting in the sitting room and uh, this number popped up on my phone and I had it on my phone from school. It was, it was down the ground. And I was like, oh, here we go now. What's going on here kind of thing? I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit kind of thing. And uh, so answered and it was well sore and he was like he started laughing straight away and he said right he said no we got rid of that straight away he said no no more of that and he asked me up onto the panel I suppose and we had a meeting and there's always one thing that just sticks out in my mind when when um our first meeting that we had I suppose there was god there was, there was 10 11 new players I think that came into the panel that year that were 18 19 20 kind of thing and first thing he said he's uh you're not here for a for a panel jersey. You're all here to play. Um, and if you're only here for a panel jersey, there's the door kind of thing. Like so, he kind of laid down his marker straight away, kind of thing that everyone has a chance. Um, and thankfully, I suppose he gave me my chance. Um, it was the actual national league day. It was against Kilkenny, open Kilkenny. I think we got that by about forty points. I'll never forget that as Markin Paul Murphy actually. Some induction to the senior hurling now up in Kilkenny getting hammered like that. I was like, oh, Jesus, what am I have to get myself in for here? But about, about three months later, I was playing Cork in Torles um, in a Munster Championship, and it was the maddest thing ever. But I just couldn't, even though even though it was a Munster Championship game against Cork in Torles, I couldn't get a smile off my face squatting around like in the warm up in the parade or. Even halfway during the game, I was like, it's just this is just unbelievable. Like and I remember just thinking to myself, this is yeah, this is where I want to be. Like, and I just kept going from there and I just kept trying and kept trying harder and harder every game and harder and harder every training session to just develop and I just kept developing thankfully and, and uh I'm still there today, yeah. Obviously, obviously you know Derek from De La Salle, the two of us, and like he had great runs with the Hardy teams and you hear about rituals and stuff like that. But mm. what was it from those three months of getting hammered by Kilkenny to competing with Cork and Turles? What happened in those three months with, under Derek? Like, was How did he change our mindsets? Was there any things like you could take from it that you still use now? Um, I suppose, being honest with you, we... We had a lot. Of, we had a lot of injuries back in, in during that league, and we were training like like dogs that were creating. I suppose those injuries because we, I suppose it was new. It was a new panel, new management, so and a new style of hurling that we just needed to try and all get used to together. So I think that was what it was: is that we just basically trained. Um, we 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 trained throughout the league hard as as we could, um, to get the championship. To have to have the style that that Derek I suppose wanted to implement into us, um, and I think that was the biggest thing is that we just got we just eventually got to the got to the style that Derek wanted us to Derek and I, I suppose Dan wanted us to play. We got to the fitness eventually that championship fitness I suppose that we needed to get to, and it just developed then. But I, I think we we drew a cork that day. We went to a replay and we actually I think we got we got a bit handy again and. We ended up playing Wexford down in Owen Park and we got bit again and the year was just over, like within three or four weeks, which is which is which is crazy enough. But it was it was it was just Derek was basically making me stamp on the team. And the following year he got rid of like twelve players and brought in another six or seven players. And the following year we reached an all-around semi-final. So it just took the 18 months, I suppose, to just develop as a team, develop in what way that the lads wanted us to play. 
and it was just it, it was just the belief that he had in 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 all in all the young fellas, I suppose, was 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 something that I took out of it. Um and it's something that I that I try and bring into even now. Like it's it's mad that I was I think I was the oldest in the forward line in the order in the final this year. Like so I'm just trying to pass on kind of a small little few little bits and pieces that say I would have picked up over a few years to the to the younger lads again that hopefully they can bring on in five years' time to give us more younger lads. Like it's it's just something it's always a lot it's a, it, like every day is a learning curve. Like so it's 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 something that always sticks in my mind is that 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 line that um Derek said and that's what I I, I still say to a few lads this year is if you're here for a panel there's no point you've been here you have to get a playing jersey kind of thing like so that's just something that I always bring forward from from I suppose my my younger years in in in, in offers yeah yeah unreal um Ozzy, as as you well know Harlan is a, a big big commitment um combined with life in general and then obviously professional career uh, with TQS or when you were previously studying um how, how do you manage these responsibilities um being completely honest, I find it a lot easier now that I have a since I started kind of working full time. Um, for previous years, I was only working part time. I was in and out of jobs. I suppose I was in and out of college, um, and I found it tough. Um, there be some nights I could see two or three o'clock in the morning and waking up at ten, eleven, and just lounging around for the day and just find myself fatigued going training. But to be honest, it's actually a lot easier now because I'm in a routine. Um, I eat food the same part of the day every day. Uh, I eat my dinner the same part of my day every day I train every day at the same time um, it's just to have a set routine and have a set plan I go to bed around the same time every day and I, it's just after making a massive difference to me like it's it's tough that um, like friend, <clears throat> friends birthdays uh, I missed a few stags I missed a few weddings um, missed a few Jesus the holidays are kind of after missing yeah. but like it's something that you wouldn't do if you didn't love it, I suppose, and and that's the big thing I take out of it is it just shows me that it's it's what I want to do is because if I didn't want to do it, I would have went on all those things, and it's just it, it just gives me the extra little bit of drive to say yeah I, I do want to be here and I do want to do it, and it's it's huge your diet, your gym, your training, your running, um, everything everything is, is is just it just takes over your life until from the second you go back training until you're knocked out kind of thing yeah. Ozzy, I often hear top athletes, um, footballers, hurlers, all, all sorts of athletes saying you have to be obsessed. Are you obsessed with the sport? Ah, jeez, I am. No, there's no point in even in even lying about it. Um, if there was another twelve game on anywhere, I'd nearly I'd watch it. Like, and that's kind of the, the way I, I, I'm going. It. Like, I was just it, I grew up with it in my family. Like, it yeah. was um, it was always huge in my in in in, in my family. So it's just something that I just love, and it's. In, I suppose, in, in my opinion, it's 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 hard to beat a, a good hurling game when you're watching it on 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 the telly or you're yeah. watching it live or being involved in it. Like it's it, it's it's just unreal. It was strange this year with no crowds and that, but it's it's just it's just a sport that kind of it's it's a unique sport because it's only played, I suppose, competitively on one on, on one island in the whole world. Like so, it's just yeah. uniqueness of community, I suppose, is another thing, and and, and just to drive to. To kind of get to get to the top of it, I suppose. Yeah. Ozzy, you were a, a handy underage soccer player. Was there ever a risk of you going playing soccer instead? Uh, I don't think so. No, being honest, um, I think oh, Jesus, I played, I played up until I was fifteen, and, um, and I just I gave it up then when I got the trials for the for minor. So 
I was never kind of, I was never, if there was a hurling and a soccer game, I was always going to pick the, the hurling game. So it was, uh, it was, it was always kind of in my mind to, to go with the hurling. And I left the, the soccer to my sister, to be fair. <laughs> she took over that mantle. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, as Austin, do you think uh, counsellors can have a role within our sports to improve players' mental health, which can take burdens off players' shoulders, like um, improve their performance and reduce risk of like retaliation or red cars or incidents like uh, like such? Yeah, one hundred percent. And being honest, I think there's, I'd say, every county team at the moment has has um, a sports psychologist in with them, like. Um, and it to be fair to them, their phones run twenty four seven. If you need something and you need something and you don't know what to do, or yeah, you're going to you're going to meet someone that you don't want to really kind of have a chat with or, or whatever like that. They kind of give you a few little pointers of how to kind of kill a conversation. Or if you get caught in, in the wrong situation, you kind of always have these little triggers in their mind and little things like that. And then I think it's it the biggest thing is 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 a change of mentality. You're just trying to get out a winning mentality, I suppose, because. There's not many. There's not many counties out there that have that have that winning mentality, um, and it's just something that that I think is the biggest part of 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 I suppose getting someone in is to try and bring that bring that certain mentality that you no matter when you go out in that field you need to win, um, and I think that's the biggest the biggest attribute that that uh, that I suppose a sports psychologist can bring with you because it's becoming more and more popular in, in the game for not just alone, maybe one, once a month meeting a sports psychologist, it's actually on one-to-ones um, every week if you needed it, um, every month if you needed it, every three months if you needed it, whenever the player needs it, it's actually becoming more and more common that the, the, the sports psychologist, they are formed, which I think is, is unreal because they help you for, with, with outside sport as well. Like So it's, yeah. um, it is becoming an awful lot more popular, um, especially in the GA, I suppose, on, on from my side um, of things, yeah. Is there, is there a stigma within the the county team if you accept these services? Is there a stigma for saying like, oh, I had to go to for a one on one, or is there anything like that there? Um, from person, from just just speaking of personal experience, um, there's there's not an there's of anyway, to be honest, because we we want to get every it's, it's, it's kind of cliche, but we want to get every inch we can possibly get, like to get us over that line, and and, and if that's there and it's and it's needed go do it and that's that's kind of our, our belief in, in the dressing room is we have to use every single attribute that we have um to get to get over that line and we again became close this year but and I and I one hundred percent think that like having a sports psychologist nearly got nearly got us over that line but it's just that little fine little step that we need to get to, to get to the top of the mountain yeah. All about those one percent. Um Austin just within yeah. the sport in general um what, what sort of in infrastructure would you like to see more of to help players who may be struggling and putting on a brave face? I, I think you touched on a good few points there. I, I don't know, because being, being completely honest with you, uh, the, the GPA, the Gaelic Players Association, they do actually have everything in place for players that, that need anything. Um, they have special kind of, special if any college student needs grinds, if any college student needs um, fees, help with fees, there's a grant involved. Um, if anyone needs their CV done up that don't have experience with say computers or or anything like that with te technology um, there's certain people in place to sit down and go through your CV which is so the GPA kind of have, have everything covered on that side of things and and we get regular emails um, every month to be honest any county county player um, which is I think unbelievable um, some people 
might look at it and think ah, it's kind of petty that they have that they have that kind of that much there. But when you're so busy and you're so kind of just non-stop the whole time, it's hard to it's hard to kind of sit down and think to yourself, um, where do I go from here? But luckily, as an inter-county player, you can pick up the phone at any time and ring someone in the GPA and they point you in the right direction of what to do. So I think I think it's 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 a great thing. If if I was going to say one thing about maybe that might change is maybe to get a kind of um a kind of like a, a county kind of for for the same purposes for club as in that someone in a club could um approach someone and say look I need help here I need help there and maybe within the club someone can say it here or someone could point you in the right direction or give one officer in say Waterford, Wexford, Kilkenny, uh, Cork, Tip and have kind of even even in regions like South East you could have one person and just pick up the phone and say look I need I need help with this CV I need help with this I need help with that and they're like yeah okay this is a contact for you kind of thing and if 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 that was one thing I suppose maybe in the infrastructure is it more help for club players along along the same lines that the county players get yeah yeah no uh, by the sounds of it the county players like it's great infrastructure by the sounds of it there for you to avail of and um, just touching on 2016 here Austin um, hurler of the year and young hurler of the year and um, what what did winning the two of these do for you mentally did, did it instill you with confidence that you're this good like that you won those accolades or did it burden you with added pressure of having to perform at this level again and again and again uh, I suppose it's a mix of both and and, and kind of I just remember when I when I won the awards, it was I didn't I didn't know what to do to be honest with you. I was kind of I was as shocked as as everyone else, I suppose. And it, for the next couple of months, if there was an opening of an envelope, I would have went to a kind of thing. I just wanted to experience the whole thing, like and yeah. yeah. It, it, to be honest with you, it nearly it nearly kind of nearly cost me cost me my career in in Inter County because I just it, it took me so long to get back from from the way that I put on and me- mentally it just totally drained me. Um, and like, it's, it's something that should be cherished. Maybe 10, 15 years time. It, it's like, Jesus, you look back and you're thinking, Jesus, yeah, that's, that's unreal. But it's, 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 it's a tough, it's a tough place to be as well, because everyone is always, if something goes wrong, they jump on you. Like if, if you have an okay game, they still jump on you. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that everyone thinks you need to perform 100% every day when it's impossible kind of thing. So it's, um, it took me a few years to learn that, to be honest with you. Um, it's it's and it's something that I have dealt with. I'd say the last two years fairly well. Um, that just because I won the awards, don't mean that I'm going to get to them levels again. Um, because I never, I, I might never get to that that level again. And it's the thing that I just need to just understand that you got to those that level. Um, you should be proud of yourself, but you have to keep looking forward it's about the future it's not about the past you can't look forward you can't be thinking in the back of your head oh if I'd done that two years ago I would have scored a goal or I would have scored a point um, when now you should be thinking right I need to get five hooks five blocks a point whatever that kind of thing it's it, it, it did help and it didn't help I suppose is what, is what I'm trying to say like it's it, it was a real 50-50 balance of such pride and 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 um self-belief and then non-self-belief and cutting yourself really like cutting yourself like in mentally mentally like as in to say why didn't you do that like you would have done last year kind of thing and I just kept I kept doing that for 
for two or three years and it took me a while to get to kind of get get over it and it, I'm still trying to get back to that level and, and hopefully I can hopefully I can get some way some way to it I suppose in the next year or two yeah. Did it kind of put a target on your own back um, even by yourself or by your own standards like you were looking back on games that you probably played after winning the award that you could have played the same game the year prior and you would have been absolutely delighted with it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I would have thought to myself, like, if I played, if if you put a, a copy of the game, say, 2016, 2017, and it, I could have played the exact same of both games from 2016, I would have been happy walking away, and 2017, I was saying, that's not good enough, that's not good enough, that's not good enough. But I still could have gotten the exact same as the 2016. So it was, I was personally hard, personally very hard on myself So as well. So it's... um. It's it's something that I did learn learn to, to cope with the way. So it's uh, thankfully I did to be honest with you. Thankfully because I'm still kind of still hanging around there anyway at the moment. What was the kind of revelation for you to change it, Austin? What what did you realize that was like right? I can't keep ridiculing myself. I have to kind of balance this better and just focus on my hurling. It's already, um, and that's probably the main answer. Um, twenty two, twenty three, um, feeling that. The world is at your feet, and that you're going to get to them, le- them levels again, and uh, you're still at the start of your career. You still have another ten years, nine or ten years in your career that you're going to uh, look at the grand, um, thinking to yourself on the off season, yeah, go off and have your drinks with your mates. You don't need to train. You lose the weight again. If you put on weight, you lose it again, kind of thing. And just I suppose maturity of it, of of realizing that your body is totally different to what your mind is telling you. Like it's you need to mind your body. You need to. You need to look after your body, I suppose, and you can't you, you can't get out of shape. You can't get on fit. You have to get you have to stay in that. It's twelve months a year, um, and that, that's as simple as that. And in in five or six years' time, when you're retired and you're sitting down, then you can do what you, you can do what you want, I suppose, regardless of that. So it's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like at the moment, you just have to realize that it's 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 not that anymore. You have to you have to look after yourself. Yeah, 100%. Austin, awesome. I remember uh, three, four years ago, I think it was around that era with um, Derek McGrath, you had a big win and you were out in Dunmore with the team. I remember you were saying you were going to go ball in no time with commitments and pressures in hand. I see you still have some hair on your head, so so you've come out <laughs> the other side. Um, in a county such as Waterford, where it feels like there's ever mountain pressure on players to bring home All-Ireland glory, how have you coped with these pressures, especially in the build-up to All-Ireland finals? Um, this year was actually it was actually easy enough. Thankfully, well, I suppose not thankfully, but um, due to COVID, I suppose it was a kind of a blessing in the skies regarding the build up. I suppose it was very quiet. Yeah. Um. So it just felt like another game, like another build up to the same. To it, to another, it felt like the normal build up to a normal game. I suppose, which was huge for huge for us because like Limerick have been there, lifted the cup in twenty eighteen. Like we haven't. Um. We we didn't win a game in two, in two years until this year, like so it was uh it, it was it was good for us to have a have a kind of low key kind of build up to it, um like compared to three years ago or yeah it was three years ago yeah it was it was bad enough like you were gonna get fitted for suits you were getting tickets sorted um you were getting banquet tickets sorted you were just trying to nail down anything and and it was it was it was new to all of us I suppose that all all this kind of system of what it was like and um. This year it was just it just it was just different, um, which was which was which was good. Like, um, you couldn't leave like a few years ago. You couldn't leave the house without meeting someone that wanted just 
talk about the match, talk about this fella, talk about that fella, talk about this fella, and you just you, you do like you just get drained from it. And yeah, yeah. Like, it, the COVID was 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 um, it's a horrible thing, but it was a good thing, I suppose, to hide hide away from all that kind of side of things. Like you like you wearing a mask going around this half people don't know you, which is which is unreal. So you know you can't you don't have to stop and talk to them. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's that 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 helped an awful lot. Um, but in previous years, yeah, it was it was it was tough because look it look it's not it's not people being nasty, it's not people being um being like oh I should I should be one of manners or the thing. It's it's just people having just wanted to have a chat and be nice to you. Like you have to just realize that that they just want to have a chat, mm-hmm. even though they might be blowing the head off you. You just realize that you have to you have to just yeah. accept it now. With your, it's where you are, and you just have to talk to them. So that's kind of that's kind of a thing, like. I think in Waterford, if you could get anyone, everyone just like would try drive you over the line yourselves. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This year on the lead up to the All Ireland final, looking from afar at it, I had a good feeling about it. Uh, just, just sh- sh- like surely because there was no fans around and there was a mm. kind of lockdown, so like the the players could actually focus on hurling and not leave the the event like overcome mm. them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it did. I think it did it like hugely, to be honest with you. Because like even in the build-up, all you could hear is like even my own family and like my own uh, friends like saying, "Oh, Limerick, you have to hope. Like they're they're too big, they're too strong, they're too physical. Uh, they're unbelievable hurlers." And you're just saying, "Right, here we go." But you still know at deep down in their hearts, they're thinking, Do "You know what? Wolfram actually can win this." Like. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying it, and but they're they're not believing that they're saying it kind of thing. Like, and I think that's one thing that I took from, I suppose, um, this year is I probably talked to about fifty people, like regards friends and family, but three years ago, say it could have been oh, Jesus, three or four hundred people in in a build up for three weeks, like because you go in for a coffee, if I want, there could be thirty people around, you end up chatting to about four or five of them. You go for lunch, same thing. And it's just, this year was just totally different. It was just us in our little bubble outside our family and your, in your, in your, in your best mates, I suppose. And that was it, like, you know, I can wait, which was, which was huge for us, I think, personally. Um, I, 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 I do think that we, we kind of had, a, we have a lot to work on from the final. Um, we all believe going into the final that we were we were going to win and that's being honest with you because because of men, menta- mentally I suppose we're after growing in a in a big way. Um even from where we were at the start of the year. Like that first game against against Cork was absolutely huge for us because it was the first game in two years that we won. And you could just feel the sense of relief after the game. Um we just we just literally just built after that. We literally every game we played we actually got better until the final. Um and I think that's something that we that, that the lads know as well that the management like that we know we can build on last year and go again this year. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that will that will benefit us in the end. Hundred uh, percent. It seems like a real change in mindset, not just within yourself but within the team. Austin, yeah. um, like I, I, I told Waterford played well in the final and just unlucky with a few goal opportunities that could have easily changed the game. But um, you're used to obviously twice now against Galway and against Limerick, losing the final. What is that low like? Um, what's it like after the final whistle goes in the All-Ireland final? How do you how do you bounce back? Um, 
I think I think you just have to just 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 park it um, and and watch. I I think you personally have to watch it. Um, I, I remember the Galway the Galway game three years ago. Jesus took me nearly two or three months to watch the game back because because we were so close to, to getting over the line. I think we were leading by two points with Christ with, with fifteen minutes to go. Like so mm-hmm. it was a uh, that one was hard. Um like I suppose after the game, sitting on the field, all you can just see our family and your friends and everyone in the stand and everyone was just totally dejected and watching David Borcliffe to the cup and like we got back on the bus went back to the hotel where we had a banquet and all your, your family and I think that's when it hit most of us <clears throat> horses when we saw like I suppose the family and yeah. friends and a few lads were married on the panel and, and that kind of thing like that Jesus we, we didn't do it like kind of thing but this year it was totally different because we didn't have any of that like we just all we all just got on a bus and, and or we all just got back to the hotel that we had the food in and it was just us and that was it we sat down, we had a few chats about it. We we said this part, that part, this part, that part kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think I think we lo- we we're gonna move on a lot quicker this year than we did maybe two years or three years ago. Um and I think again, COVID is a lesson in guys for that because there was no fans around. Um didn't you're not talking to as many people about it. Um and I just think it's it's something that I think we're going to learn because we're a lot we're, 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 I suppose we're a lot more mature of a team as well like in 2017 I think the average age of the team is 23 or 22 or 23 or something this year I think it's 20, it's, 20, it's 24 25 26 like yeah. so it's, it's just everything's maturing and we're after growing and it's not our first loss it's our second loss I suppose as a team that we can now build on that and say well we're not getting there again and third time kind of lucky kind of thing like it could sound cliche or, or that but it's something that we're all going to kind of build on I suppose I think personally anyway and even talking to a few of the lads over the last few weeks um on, on the phone and stuff it's just something that the belief is even more there now than maybe it was last year kind of thing like so it's um I think it's a positive sign anyway that that, that we're all in that we all have that mentality and we're all willing to to just get back at it as soon as we possibly can I suppose yeah as you obviously taken from yourself even from the first game against Cork I'm not sure was there fans at the first game against Cork? No no nothing at all either no so no fans from the game against Cork, no fans the whole true run out, get to the All-Ireland final, unlucky in the final. But again, you don't have things like a banquet where you have to show face, mm. and, you know, put on a brave face. And now this time you're saying you're in a much better mentality. and yeah. Mindset. Yeah. Um, What is the difference? Because every county has fans. Every county has a kind of expectation on their shoulders. What, what makes mm. it different with Watford? Is it just the sheer fact that it's been so long and it's a real Harlan County and like everyone's just desperate for it? It puts too much pressure on, on the event, on the players, on the after events, on showing face, keeping positive. I think it's I think it's just basically simply the the want to 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 win the Lee McCarthy, I suppose, because it's Jesus in nineteen fifty nine since since the last moment, like, and I think that's just the biggest thing. It's just having, like, just, just complete not the want to win. Everyone wants, like, everyone just wants the same thing, and I think it's just everyone just puts themselves under so much pressure and so much stress, I suppose, over that over the event, and just getting that that get up, getting up those steps, I suppose, is is, is the biggest thing. And I just think it, I just think it's 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 starting to, it's starting to um starting to creep in that we're that we're getting there like and, and we're, we're as close as we've ever been I suppose and, and that's a good sign yeah mm, from from an outside perspective obviously and um, follow Liverpool a lot you hear Klopp saying like you know it was 30 years since they won the premiership but he said I haven't been here 30 years like yeah, you know, yeah. 
it's a new team, new new coach. You know, you got to an all Ireland yep. team. So, um, like it's it's naive of people to think it's sixty years since mm. this won it. Is it's not? It's the what like two? Yeah, two yeah, years, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I totally agree with you. Like it's 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 a totally different team, and I think that's one thing that the lads are kind of are trying to get trying to get like really nail into our minds is 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 that you're not the teams of the the early the early noughties like the likes of like Kevin McGrath, Tony Brown, John Milan, Owen Kelly. You're you're not them. You're a totally different team. You're playing a totally different brand of Ireland. You're a totally different physique. You're just totally like it's completely different. So just try and get that mentality in their mind. Oh, we're waiting sixty years. You're probably waiting about five years as a team kind of thing. Yeah, and that's what that's that's the thing that we're trying to get. Like we're trying to get. Yeah, we're using a certain system to play now. So the more we play that system, the better we're going to get. That was our first year playing the system. We got to order in the final. Second year playing the system. God knows where it could take us. So mm-hmm. we're all very, very hopeful. You know, Hopefully close out all those 1%. Um, Austin, what have you found to be most effective in managing your own mental health? Um, talking. Um, that's, been, that's been completely honest. And, and routine. Yeah. Um, I think I think routine is, is, is probably one of the biggest factors. Um. I could see myself when I was when I wasn't in routine. I was getting into getting into slumps. I can knock on the noise. I was nasty to, to people close to me because I wasn't slumps. I was I was like not doing nothing. I was watching telly throughout the day. I was playing PlayStation throughout the day. I was lounging around. I was eating eating shit. Um, it was just I was doing nothing with myself. And any time I was asked to do something, I was like. Whoa. Screaming and kind of shouting. I'm just to be honest. I'd say I was, I was, a, I was a bit of a horrible person to be around for a while. I suppose. And second, I got in routine. The whole thing does change. To be honest with you, it was like, yeah, I'm waking up at that time. I'm eating at that time. I'm eating at this time. I'm training at that time. I want to sleep at that time. And it just became a conveyor belt. And I, maybe some people don't like being in a conveyor belt, but it it worked for me. And I, and to be fair, it is kind of still working for me. And, and I think that's a, that's the biggest thing that I found. Um, helped with my mental health personally anyway it was just having a routine um, and even talking to a few few, few of my mates like, and explaining that to them they're like yeah I completely 100% agree with you like some of them were off work for the COVID and they were going off their heads mm-hmm. the second they went back in, the second they went back into work they were they were buzzing around again Yeah. so I think a routine is, is, is huge for for a person mental health you and talking yeah yeah 100% like talking you, you can you, like you can blow it head off a person, but the one time that you don't, someone should probably re- like you should know by a person. I think and anyway, like if you're really good friends and you should know by a person if something's wrong, like an accurate way. And, yeah. Like yeah. if 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 you're talking to them and they you don't you think right what's going on there, say to them what's going on there. Don't hold back and say oh you might get out to me if I say it. I think you need to just bite the bite the bullet bullet I suppose and just say it. And when you say it, yeah, and just say it. Um, I think that's a massive thing as well yeah. uh, a recent fitness plan helps you get back to top shape Austin um, how has this helped you mentally as well yeah hugely to be honest because it gave, it gave me self belief um, I suppose of, <clears throat> of where I want to go and, and where I need to get to uh, as in shape and in fitness and um, mentally I suppose and it, it, I had a couple of niggly injuries at the start of the year and they didn't help um, and then COVID kind of came in and everything just shut down for six or seven weeks and I'm not going to lie to you and I didn't think that would have happened last year at all I kind of basically just I lounged around as if it was an off season 
mm-hmm. I was having drinks out the back garden with the family. Uh, I was eating takeaways. I was I was just totally gone off the rails. Really, kind of was hard on me diet and training wise. And I just there was one day I was just sitting there. I was like, oh Jesus, I need to I need to do something. Here. I'll never get back if I don't. And yeah, I, I, I sat down and <clears throat> and I done an eight week plan, and it just got me back. Self, I got myself back to. Luckily, to be honest, which after three weeks of the plan, we found out that there was going to be a championship and stuff. And I was like, Jesus Christ, imagine I'd another three weeks of what I was doing. I'd be, I'd be no good to no one kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. At the eighth week of, of the plan I was doing, we were playing the ninth week, our first game club. So it was it was mad the way it, it planned out, but I never felt so good on the field for yeah. for for a lot, for a good couple of years, as in fitness weight fitness fitness and I suppose physique wise and being able to take the belts that I maybe wouldn't have been able to take and being able to get around the field a lot quicker. Uh, <clears throat> that I wanted in previous years. So I just think mentally it, it helped me an awful lot massively. Yeah. hundred percent. Um Austin just last question here for you. Um what advice would you have to anyone who may be struggling mentally but afraid to get those first words out? I, I think I've said it a good few times over this. I think the, the main thing is just do it. Um, bite that bullet, pull the plaster off, and just say it. Yeah. Um, the, like as I said, if you no matter who you're saying it to, if they're a real friend of yours, they'll help you. Um, if 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 they if they react by saying I don't really want to talk about it, just just don't just don't even go any further. But just turn to the next person because no matter how far you go. It could be the fifth or sixth person, they'll be there for you. And it, yeah. that's one big thing. Is there's always going to be someone there for you. It might be your best, best friend. It could be a friend that you didn't talk to in two or three years that you're saying, all right, do you know what? I actually, I could have trusted him a few years ago. I'm going to trust him here now. And then I guarantee you, they'll be the person that will look out for you. Yeah. Um, so just pull that plaster, bite the bullet and, and just say those first five words and I guarantee you it'll just flow. Um, and just do what you just, just, just do what you Anyone who gives you a negative response says far more about them than it does you. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. Like in, in my eyes, you just, if, if you get a negative response out of someone, you just have to get get rid of them out of your life because they're not a friend of yours. Um, and that's my personal opinion on that. Anyway, it, might be, it might be a bit harsh. It might be a bit, um, like, I suppose, blunt, but it's, it's, it just shows you that they're not, they're not what, you think, what you think they are. Um, so... Yeah, that's it really. 100% couldn't agree more with you. Um, thanks very much for taking your time out of your day, Austin. I, I appreciate you coming on. No hassle, Austin. Thanks, Milly, for having me. Bye. Much appreciate.